Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of FinTech Unleashed 10 and 10, where we look back each month at what we believe are the 10 most important headlines impacting the financial services industry. And we also share quick thoughts on what it all means to banks and credit unions. November 2023 gave us a lot to talk about, so let's get started. Uh, the first headline I want to bring to your attention is that credit union earnings dropped sharply in Q3. This was largely due to higher provisions on loan losses as delinquencies rise, loan originations are down, and we're hearing particular concerns from our clients around a decline in the personal savings rate. That's down to 3% in the quarter from about 25% in 2021. So the pandemic bubble is losing air and even share growth is now below pre-pandemic levels. Outside of the 10 largest banks in the country, banks are also seeing these challenges. We've been through challenging times before. Banks and credit unions know how to adjust for shifting environments. What's new though is the second headline, uh, and that is that some of the FinTech competitors out there are actually doing pretty well. A block reported strong third quarter revenue growth, uh, in particular in their Cash App and Square businesses, in the third quarter, Block reported $5.62 billion in revenue versus $5.44 expected, and they're now raising their full-year forecast. Uh, Block is expecting profitability in 2024, and that really is a theme for other fintech competitors that are out there. The third headline is all about this. It's SoFi. SoFi reported strong earnings in the quarter, beat on revenue and expenses, and it's raising full-year guidance and they are looking for profitability in the fourth quarter of this year. They have a full bank charter, arguably no longer a FinTech, and they're a formidable competitor to traditional banks and credit unions. They've got 16 billion in deposits, uh, They and 90% of their deposits are in direct deposit accounts. So that's a lot of primary accounts, not secondary financial institution status. They're going for that primary financial institution status so it begs the question, what's working for them? What's working for SoFi? Consumers like what they have to offer. They have a digital first experience, 4.6% annual percentage yield, a $250 welcome bonus. That's just for starters. SoFi grew their member base by 23% uh, in the quarter. That's from uh, 584,000 in the second quarter to 717,000 in the third quarter. They're looking for profitability, and I expect them to shift their focus from member growth to cross-selling to existing members and dramatically increase the number of products per member to get there. A side note, not all fintechs are doing so great in the current environment. Upstart says its loan originations were down 34% in the quarter, so it's definitely tough going for the monoline fintechs. Uh, headline number four and shifting gears to some economic news, there's new research from the New York Fed that says the financial fragility of U.S. households is the worst it's been in a decade. And they define financial fragility as a household that is unable to come up with the cash for a $2,000 emergency. 35% of U.S. households cannot do that. Uh, this is particularly the case for household participants aged 40 and under, where the ability to cover an emergency is down 10 percentage points over 2022. And this is attributed to the rising cost of living, inflation, high interest rates, and the restart of student loan payments. 
And speaking of student loans, the fifth headline I want to bring up with you is that there's a new report out from TransUnion and Boston Consulting Group. This report makes a big call that up to 1.4 million consumers will become seriously delinquent on one or more of their credit products. Student loans, of course, are likely to see delinquencies, they say, but also credit cards, where we are seeing record consumer debt over a trillion dollars and growing. The sixth headline is uh, all about small business, and uh, there's new census data that's showing a slower pace of small business formation. Let's remember, we're coming off a three-year boom in small business formation. That's now losing steam. The number of new startups this month is about even with last month, so no growth. But if we take a look at high propensity applications, those are the ones most likely to create jobs. Those are actually down 3.3% month over month. So we need to watch this spot closely because a continuation of this trend would create an issue for banks and credit unions that support small businesses and in so doing their local communities. The seventh headline is all about the biggest technology trend in decades, artificial intelligence. Financial institutions of all shapes and sizes are evaluating artificial intelligence for service innovation and also efficiency plays. The Biden administration has now issued an AI executive order on the safe, secure, and trustworthy use of artificial intelligence. It's intended to protect consumers and workers, and it directs the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and the Federal Housing Finance Agency to monitor artificial intelligence closely for lending bias intended, intended to maintain compliance with federal law. Uh, of course, financial institutions are reminded to evaluate their underwriting models, uh, automated collateral valuations, and also appraisals. So what's the worry? The worry is that algorithms could embed historical discriminatory lending practices into automated credit decisions. Uh, new technologies introduce new risks. AI is moving really fast. And we definitely got a bit of a wake-up call in that department in headline number eight. Uh, this is all about the leadership upheaval at OpenAI. The speed at which artificial intelligence is moving is astounding. And we got a serious case of industry whiplash when Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, was abruptly ousted and then promptly landed a top job at Microsoft. Right, And then he assumed his leadership of OpenAI in very short order. We don't know exactly what went down, but I believe it's safe to assume that it's a hugely challenging act to balance the rapid pace of AI adoption by many different industries and a large percentage of consumers with the inherent and much discussed risks of artificial intelligence. I think we're gonna see a big focus on responsible and ethical growth of AI in 2024. On another innovation note, uh, Buy Now Pay Later has experienced rapid growth through 2023 as well. And headline number nine is uh, all about some of the innovation that we're seeing in the Buy Now Pay Later space. November Buy Now Pay Later spending is coming in at $9.3 billion. 50% of consumers aged 25 to 44 have used it at least once, increasingly for essentials like groceries. And I'm starting to hear a lot of talk about Cushion, a company that theoretically makes buy now, pay later better. Here's the problem they're solving. Plenty of people have multiple buy now, pay later loans. They're on different installment plans, different payment schedules. Some have interest, some have no interest. Paying these bills has become really complicated. And as a result of that, consumers are getting into trouble. 
Cushion offers a solution to make it easier to keep track of multiple buy now pay later loans and avoid the trouble that comes from missing those payments. Another problem they're solving is that people don't like the fact that they repay these loans in full and they never build any credit because the payments aren't reported to the credit bureaus. Cushion solutions this so consumers do build credit. It's good for buy now pay later providers too, let's remember this, so they want a clear picture of how many buy now pay later loans their prospective clients have in order for them to better measure likelihood to repay. And then finally, number 10 on my list for you this month is a brand new report from Filing Research Institute. And this report says that on average, credit unions lead banks on innovation. My view on this is that of course, there are shining examples of innovation in both the credit union and the banking industries. The larger point is we all have to do more. We all have to prioritize innovation. Every financial institution and frankly, every technology provider that offers a service to the financial services industry. One, more innovative financial institutions have more loyalty, they have more re retention, they have more share of wallet. Uh, number two, technology is increasingly a big part of the brand of every financial institution. And three, FinTech competitors are converting their swath of secondary deposit accounts to primary accounts. They are diversifying their offerings and they're looking more like banks and credit unions every single day. The innovation race is real. Thank you so much for listening in to this episode of FinTech Unleashed 10 and 10. I'll be back with you in December for another look at the headlines uh, that matter most in the financial services industry. Have a great rest of your day.